0: Welcome to Down and Distance' greatest weekend ever, Labor Day recap. Yeah, you heard that right. Let's jump into some headlines. College football is back. And I got your week one recap right here. In our headline we got the playoffs is now moving from four teams to 12 teams. Wow. Some people are like, Wow, four is enough, but I mean, six, I mean, we can try six. No, we're going to give you 12, and I like the idea, and I like how it's set up. I'll explain later. I got a whole segment about how the playoffs is going to expand later on, but our next headline is the defense. No no teams are doing defense. You have got to see some of these high-scoring teams these days. Florida State putting up 47 points. Well, I mean, they don't allow 7 points, but I mean, you see who they play? Okay, anyway, North Carolina, 56 points. They allowed 24 points. Not bad. I mean, but like, let's jump into more of these high scoring games. Oklahoma State put up 58 points. Central Michigan put up 44 points. Yeah, imagine scoring forty-four points and losing. All right, how about West Virginia? They scored thirty-one points. I mean, they they lost to Pitt. They scored thirty-eight. Week four, they scored forty-four. Well, I mean, they did play some uh, FCS team. Penn State, ah yes, thirty-five to thirty-one, they won. But I mean, some of these games are just playing out ridiculous how they won. Because North Carolina's second game of the season gets Appalachian State. They'll have 61 points! And guess what? They won! 63 to 61. What is that? I've seen a lot of those scores, a lot of tight games. I mean, they're exciting games to watch, high scoring games, but where's the defense? Well, I'll tell you who has the defense, but it's the other way around. Guess who scored seven points without scoring a touchdown. Yep, Iowa. They won seven to three. Two safeties and a field goal. That was probably the most boring game I've ever watched. I don't think I've ever seen... I mean, Iowa had great defense. I mean, South Dakota State's a good team. I mean, yeah, they're FCS. But, I mean, they're really good. The Jagrabbits are really good in the FCS. They they got some history down there. But, really, how, how can you have defense and special teams score more points than your offense? I, I don't get that at all. Anyway, let's do my Slay Report podcast and I'll go more in a rant about what I saw week one. But, uh, fourth quarter overtime, Liberty Southern Mississippi, that was quite an entertaining game. Back and forth, talk about, well, if you want to talk about no defense at all, but I mean, you pretty much had to play offense to score points in overtime, and I gotta say, they didn't Defense did a really good job there. Liberty won twenty nine to twenty seven, going for two. What an amazing game! And that was, I think, the highest over. Yeah, I mean, not the first overtime we had this season, but the longest overtime we've had so far. Anyway, let's move on to some uh, Florida State LSU. Here's some highlights from that game Sunday night. Wild, didn't he? Florida State punting. They, they feel like their defense is strong enough, but in LSU Oh, he muffed the punt! Florida State's got it! What in the world? That's actually his second straight time muffing the punt. Wow, Brian Kelly should have pulled in the first time. Oh, Florida State! First and goal, and he muffed it right back to LSU! Oh my goodness, Florida State had a chance to end the game right there, but they handed it right to LSU, but the thing is, Oh, she's gotta go. 99 yards. They do just that. They get into the red zone. Quick throw. Oh, they got three, two, one. Just out of bounds. Wow. They got one pass to do at the one. Let's see what he does. He finds a main open back in the end zone. He's got it! Touchdown! Extra point with send it to overtime. Are we gonna have once again another overtime game? Let's see if that happens. All you got to do is make an extra point. And it's blocked. Florida State has blocked it and won the game. Brian Kelly's first game. ends in a wild disaster. Let's recap some more week one games. Oregon just gets destroyed. I mean, Georgia, obviously, we knew Georgia was going to be good. But we didn't know they were going to be this good. 49-3 to over Oregon. Come on, Pac-12. And you want to learn more about the? Well, I guess Florida State just beat LSU. But, I mean, I got some more terrible Pac-12 news for you. And Ohio State won 21-10 over Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman needs to learn how to keep a win. Notre Dame was leading majority of that game. But they just got to find a way to finish it. They let Ohio State get back into it. Anyway, Arkansas... One thirty-one to 24 over Cincinnati, and that was quite a show. I mean, back and forth, I mean, that was a good defensive game. But, I mean, the offense, the quarterbacks were just amazing. The play call was just amazing in that game. And also, Florida managed to come back against Utah and winning 29-26. to 26. So, once again, the two best teams, the Pac-12, are down. Also, some other group of five headlines. Coastal Carolina. Army 38 to 28 is closer than what I expected and also Houston didn't lead the whole game up until the end 37 to 35 they beat UTSA which UTSA is a good team they I think they went almost undefeated last year I think they had like one loss last year up until um their conference championship game anyway Yep, there's a score right there. Iowa won 7-3 over South Dakota State. What an embarrassing win. I mean, did you see the fans in the stadium? They were like, yeah, this arm crosses. Like, I can't believe we didn't score a single touchdown. And then, NC State. Eastern Carolina was a close one. I had NC State winning the ACC, and they won 21-20. Not how I wanted that to go. Anyway, North Carolina, Appalachian State putting on an offensive show, no defense at all. North Carolina 63 to 61. And also, just just because I gotta throw Alabama in here because they shut out Utah State 55 to 0. And some more highlights from Labor Day Weekend on Monday. Clemson, bounce, Georgia Tech, first play of the game, Georgia Tech takes a shot downfield, and it's intercepted, wow, and Clemson marches right down the field, and gets a fourth goal, and runs straight in, Clemson is not going anywhere, but it was late in the first quarter, later on, Clemson gets it back. Third and goal. They get a great defense stop. He throws it into the corner of the end zone. And it's a touchdown. Again, late in the second quarter. They are up 14-0. to But Georgia Tech's not done yet. As we got third six. At the at close to 13. He takes a shot at the corner of the end zone. And it's caught. Touchdown. It's down 14-10. to we got a ball game, but right here, this late in the third quarter, Clemson runs it. He's going to take a quarterback step right in the end zone, and Clemson ends the game right there, outscoring Georgia Tech 17 points in the fourth quarter. It goes on the win 41-10. to All right, let's discuss some uh, calls pickups that I had. I didn't do so well. I mean, it week one. It's hard to tell, but I mean, I really didn't think I did that great. I went 5-5, five five, 35 points. Not that great, but I did get the Ohio State pick right. Now, Ohio State did win 21-10, to 10, and I get 31 points, and you combine both points together for the total final score. I got that right. Week one, I got the final score right. I'm never close. I'm never within 20 points somehow. But this is my year. This is probably going to be the closest I'm going to get so far now. But it boosted my confidence that I can at least get one right. But anyway, i got to sum up how I did for my pick And then I'm going to go transition to my spread, which you probably don't want to see. Anyway, <laughs> this is why I don't actually bet uh I actually did I didn't actually do too bad last year, but anyway, the ones that killed me is I went for San Diego State over Arizona and then I, I picked Utah over Florida, although I did the confidence rankings so they were lower, but I really did a good job. I I picked Houston at my number 10. Barely won that. Also. I got B I should have had BYU at ten. Man. They won 50 to 21 over South Florida. I had them at nine. My biggest loss probably is Oregon. I had Oregon winning at four at my fourth spot of confidence. I had Boise State. My most I think my most disappointed one What I probably should have seen Georgia Georgia come and I should have had that. But most disappointing one is uh, Boise State losing the Oregon State. I really thought that this was a Boise State's year. And also, since when does Boston College lose some records not have a great year? I mean, I know that they're not the best in the ACC, but they're known for playing great all the way up until they meet Miami, Clemson, and Pitt, pretty much. Alright. Now on to my spread. Yep. You're seeing that correctly. I went 3 and 7 to get the spread on <laughs> week 1. I actually picked... I actually, I always like to change it, you know, on the um, game of the week, final score. I I, don't, I usually do a big difference because I'm usually way off. But I just had a strong feeling it was going to be a low-scoring game. So I stuck way close to 31. I picked 27. I was close. Once again, I was close. Alright, which I should have seen that covers that I picked it. Closer than my pickup thing. Anyway, it's not confidence in the spread. You just pick, get the spread. But anyway, I had Oregon covering the spread by 17 and a half. Didn't get that right at all. I also had Oklahoma covering the spread by 32 and a half. I was very close. Oklahoma almost covered that. But I mean, I like the way Oklahoma played. I, I feel strong about where Oklahoma's going. I actually had Rice covering the spread by 34 and a half. I wasn't even close at all. I also liked the way Kentucky played. I had them covering 21, 20 and a half. And they did an amazing job covering that. I mean, they totally destroyed Miami, Ohio. And also, I knew that Notre Dame and Ohio State would be a close game. I knew Ohio State would come up top, but I knew that Notre Dame would come to spread 14 and a half. And I got that right. Also, I don't know what I was thinking. I had Utah State covering Alabama spread, 38 and a half. Utah State didn't even score. I, I feel embarrassed. Also, Texas, 39 and a half for Texas. <laughs> out the window. Kent State trying to help some uh, lower group of five teams out there, 21 and a half. Yeah, they lost 45 to 20. It's time for this week's overrated and underrated. This week's overrated team is Iowa. Yeah, their defense looks great. But in order for them to really stand out in the Big Ten and maybe give Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, other teams some upsets, you got to have an offense. And I did not see that. Yeah, they had a great offensive, offensive team just like last year but they're repeating history like last year. I mean, guess how many games they lost because they couldn't score a game. Yeah, defense wins championships. That's true. I mean, look at Georgia. I mean, they're dominating, but, I mean, their defense is putting up points for them, but also make sure you have a good enough offense to back up your defense. I mean, your offense can't find a score, can put up scores I mean even when your defense gives you a safety and you get the ball back it still gives you I mean great field position you should be able to at least get a field goal off that that that's just embarrassing I mean not able to put up off at the points I mean I get it if you have if you just really focus on defense and you just don't have good enough offense to put up touchdowns that much but at least get some field goals or at least Get a few enough to win the game. And this week's underrated team is Florida. The way that they shut down Utah, or really not shut down, but, I mean, w- able to break down Utah and win that game. That would, I wouldn't say when the comeback is really back and forth game, it was really hard to tell who was going to win that game. I really thought that Utah had that game won at moment. Well, at uh sometimes but Florida just kept battling, kept scoring. Really back and forth game. I like the way Florida plays and Florida is gonna be the team to look out for in the SEC. Now they probably won't win it. I'm not saying that oh they're they're so underrated and they're gonna be the team that we wouldn't expect to win the SEC. Now uh this I may have the featured a couple of times and then that'll be it. Once they start conference play, we'll really see how Florida plays. Even Utah. Once conference play starts, we'll really see how Utah and Oregon pl- plays. All right. The playoffs expanded to twelve teams earlier this weekend, and the latest they're gonna start is twenty twenty six. I can't wait. I mean, some people are thinking. Twelve teams. When they rumor got out last year that twelve teams is going to be a lot, I really don't think so. I mean, yeah, I like the bowl system. I think it still gives that, but I really think some of it because like some of these bigs that they announced even before the playoffs. I mean, there were teams that were, like just not even try in their bowl games if they didn't make the playoffs or the BCS national championship game. I was like, because they're let down they lost. I was like players off out I hate seeing that. This'll give them more of an opportunity to be like, hey, we're in a twelve team playoff, let's try it and against group of five teams a chance to pull up and upset, hey, maybe Cincinnati didn't do a great job as we thought we would have done last year, but if we had the twelve team playoff last year, they probably would have made it to the final four, but they probably would've upset a power five team with what they had last year. I'll have to check. I think that's just a, Probably have the ability to beat Oregon. Or maybe Utah. A Pac-12 team, maybe. But probably definitely not an SEC or Big Ten. Probably. They probably would have beaten Oklahoma State. Or uh, Baylor. But, uh. Yeah. It, here's the big map of what the bracket will look like. And, uh. Basically, uh, how it's set up is basically what they get to the semifinals. It's basically the four teams that we're used to right now, but basically, there are two spots. So the first round, uh, the higher seed plays at home, and I like it. Twelve versus five, good matchup. I mean, we'll likely see we'll likely see some more blows, but when we have an upset, it makes it worth it. Also. 9 versus 8. Good matchup too. 11-6. Good matchup. 10-7. I like that. The only reason... The only matchup I like this... That I don't like. That would probably be a blowout every year. 12-5. But remember. Mark Manish. 1 versus 16. Blowout every year. But we did have that one. One year. It took like 10 decades. But finally happened. One seed loss. It, t- it probably won't take that long. But I mean... I think we'll see a 12th seed lose in the or a, a five seed go down to a 12th seed earlier than you expect it. Maybe even the first year. And also, we don't know when this is going to happen, also because they got to finish their remaining four years. But 2026 20, looks like it will definitely happen. Anyway, let's jump into my rankings. Number 25. I have still got Oklahoma State. I moved Wisconsin to my ranking because I like the way they play. I gotta keep an eye on them, though. Iowa, I moved them down the spots. I gotta see some more offense from them, but I do like the way they play. Two safeties, I, that's rare. Notre Dame, I did. I moved them forward. Even though they lost to Ohio State, a good Ohio State team, I gotta see more from them. I gotta see more offensive plays from them. And plus, they blew a big lead. You, you can't do that against these teams. South Carolina, Old Miss, Arkansas, Wake. I moved them all up a couple of spots. They're looking better. I the watch. They're improving. Clemson, I keep them at 17. And, yeah, I made my rankings before the Clemson game, and I was really hoping that so, so I don't adjust my rankings that much because I already had it set. I was really hoping that Clemson wins and wins it. Kind of close. Kind of like they, they did. I mean, it was a close game all the way up to the 4th quarter. So I really like it. How I had there down Clemson where I lost. I probably would have made some adjustments. And moved them probably all the way down to 21. And move 18 through 21 up. But if Clemson were to shut them out. I would have had to adjust them move Clemson way up. Anyway, let's move on to 7 through 16. There's 16, I've got BYU. Houston, I didn't move move them at all. I like how they were in Houston. Really didn't do so much against UTSA. So I feel like fit 2 is a good enough spot. Oregon was real, the most disappointing for me this week. I mean, I really thought that they had a chance. Utah, too. The pac School was the most disappointing. I, I really thought that Oregon-Utah has the best chance of winning the Pac-12. They probably still do, but they're definitely far from the playoffs the the back 12 team had the farthest drop Michigan Oklahoma moving up slightly yeah they they got a decent win but again they're playing cupcake teams NC State I wasn't really impressed that much about that that win so I I got I had to move them down uh Pitt Kentucky Tennessee I like the way they played Pitt outstanding against West Virginia. The Backyard Brawl, they played, and first rivalry of the season, week one on a Thursday night. They played great. Packed the house. Kentucky played great. Tennessee had an amazing game. I mean, that was, these teams did an amazing job. Really just didn't. They'll, they'll continue to work their way up if they continue to play this way, but they really need to rely on upsets. Anyway, let's jump into my top six teams right now, and I got a couple changes that may surprise you based on what I saw. Again, I still got Ohio State at one. Yeah, I know that it was a close game against Notre Dame, but they played a very cl- good third Dame team, and they had to come back into it. Alabama still two. Now... I moved Georgia up three spots to number three, so I—I I mean, a lot of people say that I had Georgia underrated. Yeah, I—I I got yelled at for that. I'm—I have them at three now. Happy now. All right. I got Michigan at six. I moved them into my top six, and now it comes down to four and five. Who do I have for that fourth spot? Well, I got Baylor over a I really like the way Baylor plays. They are a great team. I mean, would did they score? 55 to 0? What an amazing game. And I can't wait to see more from that. ANN is a great team, too. I'll probably likely see more changes as we get into some more bigger games in week two. All right. If you haven't checked out already, I got my own podcast. It's I'm trying to do it every Monday. That That's my goal. And I'm. Get a new computer and try to get it set up and also we just have Labor Day weekend, so I've uh, it's family family time. Anyway, every Monday, six o'clock, that's my goal. I'll have it out just like Down and Distance. I'm gonna record them. I'll record down distance first and then I record Slater Report Podcast. It's super they're both super easy to record. Slater is super easy to record. It just takes me about thirty minutes. Down and distance, it it takes me a couple hours, but I, I get it done. It, it's no big deal. And also, check out our website. We got lots of great things going on on our D- Busy Sports website. So you can check out our latest news, our big games. You can see what games we're going to feature on American Game Day later this week. And also, we got a couple teams you can do. And also, we do some other sports too. We got NBA, NFL, uh, college basketball, the Olympics, whenever that starts back up in four years. And also, you might want to check out American Game Day every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. It's a great show. the flagship show. Come check it out. And this is actually... American Game Day last week was actually our first video recorded on my new computer. So, you might want to check it out. Some great graphics. And I got some great new graphics that just finished building. So, the graphics are going to continue getting better, and you're going to love what I have playing for store for American Game Day this week. Alright, let's jump right in to the games to watch this week! Now, the recording of this video and the graphics were made before week two of the AP poll came out, so if you're watching this after it, just let you know that the rankings will be wrong. Anyway, Louisville... UCF, a good game Friday night, you're into some Friday night football and you're not interested in whatever high school game you're into Friday night. Anyway, uh, next game, Saturday at 11 o'clock on ESPN, Saturday morning. South Carolina, Arkansas, a really good game, number 19 Arkansas at the time of this recording. And a likely move of cold spots. Uh, they might be 17 based on what I've seen this past week. But uh, a great game. And I can't wait to see it. We'll see if South Carolina, since a Rattler, can pull up an upset. But Sam Pittman's got to be good in Arkansas. Arkansas is the team to watch in the SEC. SEC is probably underdog in the SEC. Now I might have him featured next week in my under, uh, underrated. Anyway, big game Saturday. I'm surprised it's on the SEC network and not like on an ESPN net. Uh, the better like ESPN 2. I was kind of. I know a lot of people are like, well, Vaderman's on it. Well, had you seen the play? But of 63 points against Hawaii in this past week. I don't remember who they played, but they played really great. And I can't wait. West Virginia, Wake Forest, the team to watch, and the SEC 2. So. ACC versus SEC. That would be an interesting game to watch. I'm I'm surprised. Uh, Look out for Vanderbilt there. And also, Tennessee, Pitt, 230 on ABC. Good game to watch. I love what Tennessee is doing there. And Pitt's got a great program as well. All right. Now, can Iowa State pull off this upset against Iowa? Yeah, yeah, we likely will. Yeah. Um. Iowa State's got a great office. Look out for them. Matt Kane will build a great office down there, Iowa. I mean, if they can figure out a way to score, they could probably win that game. But I, I just do not see that the way they played. Also, Houston going to get a really good defensive Texas Tech team. We'll see if Houston can score. I mean, they they had no problem scoring against UTSA, but the problem is, can they stop? Texas Tech defense, or can they can their defense stop Texas Tech offense? We'll just have to find out. And also, USC first big game of the season, week two against Stanford. We'll see. Stanford's one of those teams, the Pac-12 that just somehow pulled off one upset a year, and USC could be one of them. And this is a great game. I can't wait to see it. I almost wanted to put this at my game of the week, but I feel like there there are a lot better games out there, like Baylor, BYU. Now a lot of people are probably thinking, well, why didn't ESPN feature this the game of the week? And I'm not even fe- featuring their game of the week. I mean, there's a le- there's a better game than this. I know two ranked teams, and it's not featured game of the week. I mean, BYU would have loved to go have game day there, but. They're not they're going to Alabama and Texas, which I'm not even featured that I'm not even featuring that as one of our games this week. Big game this week. Anyway, I got Kentucky and Florida as our game this week. As the way Florida beat Utah, it's like if they could beat number seven Utah and I don't remember I think I had Utah in my top ten, week one. But uh if they could beat a really good Kentucky Mike Steve did a great job there, and he could, if Florida can somehow beat Kentucky, that this is a game to watch in the SEC. Anyway, thanks for watching. Next show next Monday at six p.m. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for watching.